Hello, this is the Muscle Barbie Nikita, and you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. You're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm TK Trinidad, and today we have an amazing show with an amazing guest. She is from my hometown, The Six the former Smash Wrestling Women's Champion, Muscle Barbie herself. Please welcome Nikita. Hi, thank hey, you hey. so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Now, you know, for my folks who like know me, know me, I love my Canadian folks. So welcome fellow Canadian. Um, and kind of let's get into it because I, gr growing up, it was really hard. Like you, you see a lot of American television and it's like, I want to do a little stuff. And then you don't know that immigration exists and all these other rules. You're just like, it's just across, across the board or nothing big. So what is it like, you know, pursuing wrestling and, you know, you are going to the States for matches and stuff like that for shows. Like how, what's that process like for any other Canadian wrestlers who, you know, want to get into the business? Yeah. So being a Canadian, I want to be honest and straight up, like it's a little bit harder than it would be if you're an American starting off wrestling. Um, it's a little bit more limited in terms of the amount of promotions that are running out of the country and the wrestling schools you're able to attend. So one of the things I always kind of recommend to people is just find a reputable and good wrestling school. Um, they're few and far between, but they're worth traveling to because once you get to a good school, not only will you be taught properly, but then you also make the connections in order to be able to actually get out there and get to the good promotions and then meet people and meet people from the States. Um, in terms of traveling and stuff, traveling is pretty hard um, to the U.S. as well. Uh, the border is kind of rough, you know, like it's it's always kind of like a hit or miss. And, you know, obviously I love wrestling in the States and there's so many more outlets to, you know, to wrestle women that are signed somewhere or just to get more kind of feedback from people and you get more recognized a lot more people watch but it's definitely very hard as a Canadian to even get yourself noticed by United States promotions like I find that it's a lot of you have to come to promotions in Canada you have to kind of put together your own packages seek out maybe some promotions that are in America and see how far are you willing to travel because there's also it's not just getting to the promotions there's also the how can i travel there can i go by airplane can i go by car and you know a lot of the times it's not always covered in terms of mm -hmm. the promotion so you kind of have to figure out what's worth it is there a carpool coming from canada um i have a couple of shows booked where i'm the only canadian so i kind of just have to find my own way there which is always very intimidating you know just to kind of go by yourself, but it's definitely a little bit harder, but you know, we make it work and it's all very worth it. Yeah. I, I definitely, I, yeah. The, if you guys want to know my story, that's a whole nother, a whole nother show. So I don't know if you could talk about this part or not, but when you cross the border, like, is it one of those things where you're like, I'm going to wrestle or like, I'm going to visit. So you have to be careful. There's people I know, like, so First of all, crossing either way, I believe you're not technically allowed to get paid unless you have a visa. So yeah. if you do have a visa, then it's quite simple. You have a visa, I have a visa. This is where I'm going. If you don't have a visa, um, I personally know of people who are like, oh, I'm going to visit. And, you know, unfortunately for those people, some of them ended up receiving bans, like five-year bans from traveling. Yeah. So, you know, my policy is honesty is the best policy. You let them know what you're doing. 
generally you have to talk to the promotion and kind of let them know, like maybe provide a letter or something like that. But it, it's definitely quite risky. And I wouldn't recommend it for people if it's something that they're, you know, like if you're going to lie about it or not be honest, don't, don't do it. Just do not yeah. do it. It's not worth it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely agree. Just from somebody still going through the immigration process, it's been long and arduous, but uh, I go to sleep knowing that like <laughs> ice is not coming at my door anytime soon, which is, <laughs> which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get like, also you kind of talked about, you know, promoting yourself. So you've been in the game since um, 2009, but like, you know, with the age of social media and stuff like that, like, how do you go about, I guess, standing out from other wrestlers, uh, period, one, and then, you know, how do you go to landing something at ROH? Because that's, that's not a everyday thing for it, for everybody. So how do you, how did that all come about? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give someone to stand out is just see what other people are doing and kind of look at yourself and your own personality and things that make you unique or any kind of maybe talents you have or anything you've done outside of wrestling that could make you stand out um, and something that other people aren't doing, right? Like a lot of people will go out there and, you know, you're a baby face, you're a heel, but if you don't have something that really distinguishes you, like after the show, if people are like, oh, who is that girl again? Like, it's probably not going to help you in terms of fans remembering you. So if you have something like a really cool gimmick. Some people do face paint. I do the whole like selfie. I'm a model, et cetera. So people generally people comment on like, oh, wow, I've never seen someone like come in the ring and take a bunch of selfies or like do a photo shoot in the ring or whatever. So it's stuff that gets people to remember you. So mm -hmm. that's kind of my biggest advice to stand out, especially with social media, because then you end up posting something like that and people look and they're like, oh, this is cool. Like I've had people or wrestlers I've never met from, you know, Germany, from the States that have followed me and have kind of messaged me, been like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I haven't seen anyone do anything like this. So stuff like that really helps. And um, in terms of stuff like Ring of Honor, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before, where you have to really make your connections. You have to network. You have to take as many bookings as you can, get your stuff out there, whether it's social media or whether you end up going to seminars, you know, meet people wrestling shows if there's anyone on a show that's been wrestling for a while or you know they're in impact or in ring of honor or something go up to them talk to them ask them for advice you know just kind of get your foot through the door because people do take notice like it's it's crazy to think that you know maybe somebody in, in ring of honor is looking at your social media but it does happen you know sometimes you generate some mm -hmm. buzz and people look and then you can send them some stuff in and you know, some, some of us get lucky and get the opportunities, right? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's luck, but it's also, I mean, if you were a terrible wrestler, you wouldn't be there. So it's definitely, you know, you, oh, yeah. you do good work. So, you know, getting to ROH and having a match with Athena, like, you know, what was that? Because it's different from an indie show because now you're mm -hmm. looking at cameras and stuff like that. So what was that kind of take us through, you know, people who are never going to get the opportunity to wrestle on that big of a stage one and just in general to take us through that process like you're getting there and then and then what yeah you're kind of you're backstage and you're kind of waiting to see once you're backstage like it's never guaranteed that you're getting a match or anything like that so you kind of hang out you meet people and you're waiting to see who's getting a match what's happening and then it kind of all gets posted up so i remember seeing on the board that Athena had a match with me and I was like, Oh my God, you know, this is crazy. So you kind of, you kind of just like do what you do. You plan your match and you go out there and it's cool because you, you get a lot of help. You get a lot of guidance. Like the referees are there, but they're not just 
you know, kind of sitting there doing nothing. Like if when you come out, the referee comes out with you and it's like, oh, the, you know, hard cams this way, face this way. Like they'll kind of give you some hints. So you get out there and you really get to experience like indie wrestling is very different than TV wrestling. And I'm not going to pretend like it, like, you know, I've done ring of honor, but I, I don't have that much TV experience, but it's very different. Like there's, they want to present things a certain way and you need to be faced a certain way in terms of camera angles and where you are, kind of what you're doing. So they help you through that a lot, which is really cool because it's stuff that people on the indies don't always think about. Like mm-hmm. you always have a hard cam area, but it's never like a huge deal. Whereas on TV, it's like, hey, things kind of have to be facing this way or this is where it's going to look best. And like they guide you through it. And it was really cool, like walking out to the arena I was also nervous because I was in Calgary. I wasn't in Toronto. So I was like, maybe these fans don't even know who I am, you know? And then I'm kind of like out there and you hear the fans cheer for you anyway. Like everyone's making so much noise. It was so surreal just looking out and being like, wow, like these guys are reacting to what I'm doing and it's thousands of people. And, you know, it's in a town that I've never really wrestled in before. So it was super surreal and super cool. So you mean to tell me they give you the call, you show up and you don't even know if, you're having a match or not like that's crazy yeah you don't you really don't so when you go and do that type of work sometimes you get a match sometimes you don't sometimes you end up doing something else like backstage stuff like backstage segments mm-hmm. so it's never guaranteed so it's always like you're sitting there anticipating like please please i hope i get a match you know and i was super lucky to get one so nice well congratulations on that and then like after it's all said and done you have the match like what have like because it, it, it just hearing you I could see like you're thinking of the psychology of wrestling and also networking and you know how it all makes sense to you know get to where you want to go so yeah. after the match is done what did you do next like as far as you know did you take do you have somebody's number that you hit them up do you have an email like what's what's the next stages yeah so personally like I try I try as much as I can if I'm backstage like obviously people are busy doing their own stuff everyone's doing something during the show. So you don't want to be bothering people. But if you have the opportunity to go up to someone or like Athena after the match, you know, and just what did you think? Give me feedback. You talk to people, follow them on social media. I have asked a few people for their email addresses and sent them my things, right? Because you want that kind of feedback. You want to say, hey, these are some of the matches I've had since I've been on Ring of Honor. What do you think? Do you like what I'm doing? Is there any advice you have for me? And then you kind of keep yourself in the forefront of their mind so that way they're like oh you know in Toronto there's that girl Nikita and she sent me a couple things since and I I enjoy her work you know man yeah that's that's a tough that's a I mean I've I've done it so it's tough it's hard um but what's the ultimate goal you know what it everyone's ultimate dream I think is to make it to the big league somewhere and obviously that's definitely a goal of mine if I can make it to WWE ROH, AW, Impact, anywhere there, amazing. That will be a dream come true. It's what I'm working towards. But at the end of the day, my everyday goal would be just have a great time, go out there, entertain fans, and just really like experience things I haven't experienced. You know, my small goals would be wrestle for a new promotion somewhere else in the States I've never wrestled or overseas. Like I'd love to go to UK or Germany or even Japan at some point, you know, and Mm -hmm. just expand my horizons. Like I really... I just love wrestling. And if I never make it to the big leagues, I want to say down here where I'm wrestling, I'm having a blast and, you know, it couldn't be any better for me. 
Nice, nice. So you got started because of your dad. You guys started watching wrestling back in the day. That's kind of how I started get got my start mm -hmm. in watching wrestling and appreciating wrestling as well. So what does your family think? Like, because even when I explain to people like, yeah, I cover wrestling, they're like, there's a lot of questions. So I can only imagine, you know, what, like, what does, what, what does your family think one? And then what does your friends, what do your friends think? So when I first started wrestling, my family was so against it. And I think it was more so it was just like, oh, our little girl and, you know, it's a physical sport and people are getting hurt and they were so worried. And like, to this day, my dad still is like, you need to message me after your match and tell me you're okay. You know? <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> so like, we're always worried, but they're happy that I'm happy. And now that they've kind of seen what it is and they see that there's so much more to it and that, you know, it's, it's a skill, it's an athletic ability. They're really happy for me. And a lot of my friends, a lot of people think it's super cool. Like they're just like, they don't know anyone who does it. You know, it's not like you're meeting someone and it's like, oh, yeah, I play basketball. Like a lot of people play sports, but mm -hmm. very few people wrestle professionally. So I find friends or even acquaintances are always like, oh, like you mean Olympic wrestling? And then I'm like, no, no. And I have to kind of get into it and explain to them what it is. And people are like, what? That's so cool. No way. So for the most part, the feedback from everyone's been like, this is so cool. Like we love to come out and see you. Like everyone's always asking, when's your next show? I want to come by. So it's definitely a super cool feeling. I feel very loved and supported by everyone. Nice. It sounds very Canadian. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so you're originally from the Ukraine. Yes. So with that being said, like, it, like, is there anybody else that is also a wrestler? And do you feel the pressure of like almost like representing like the Ukraine and you're also doing wrestling or what's that? What's that feeling like? Yeah, so I know there was one indie wrestler in America, Jordan. I want to say his last name is like Danny Luck. I can't really remember. So he was Ukrainian. And I remember we followed each other. This was like back in 2010-ish when like, you know, people weren't using social media as much. But we followed each other on Facebook and just kind of messaged here and there. I remember him being like one of the only Ukrainian wrestlers I've ever met anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I think really... For the majority of the part, like there's European wrestlers or a lot of people like like Lana or Rusev, like they had the Russian gimmick, but they weren't actually Russian. Like she's from somewhere nearby in Europe. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are either from Russia or like in the smaller countries around. But I've never seen or heard of at least like a Ukrainian born wrestler that's been wrestling here. Also, like, I don't know, maybe things have changed. But since I've left Ukraine, like I know when I was there wrestling wasn't really something like it wasn't on tv people didn't know right. what it was which could be a contributing factor to why there's not many ukrainian wrestlers there's just mm -hmm. no opportunity to do it so it's pretty cool for me personally to be representing ukraine because i feel like there really isn't anyone else doing it right so it's and especially with the way things are going on now like i made sure you know i do want like for them to announce that i'm from ukraine when i come out because i do feel it's cool to represent and it's cool to open doors like that. And who knows, like with social media, maybe people from Ukraine would see that and be like, oh, this is cool. And it would kind of open up doors for them. Right. So. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree as well. Um, so now former Smash Women's Champion. Mm -hmm. uh, so this just happened recently. So, you know, and you and you relinquished it. You, you, you let me know that was that was the case. So what's the game plan now? Like, are you just moving on to greener pastures and other promotions or you're like, no, I want it all and I want it back. 
I definitely do want it all and I want it back. <laughs> um, yeah, so to clarify, I never lost the title. I'm just going to clarify that here. I did have to um, give the title back. Um, it, more so, it had something to do with a lot of fans have been asking questions and people were kind of concerned. But I do want to clarify it. It was a scheduling conflict for a long time and just things in my personal life were um, going a, a bit of a different route. So I had to kind of make that decision. I am looking to come back to smash and hopefully get that title back and represent. So that's in the works and hopefully in the near future or within the next little bit, you guys will see me as the smash champ again, because I feel like Nikita and smash women's champion just go hand in hand at this point. So, <laughs> so with, yeah. So with that being said, do they, cause you, you did have to give the title back, but you didn't mm -hmm. lose it. So do they honor that, meaning that you get a rematch to get the title back? Is it the same kind of rules or is it, you know, you still have, you have to work your way back up? Um, I think it really depends. I think, you know, at some point, depending on the scheduling, I'll probably likely get some kind of rematch. But if not, then I have no problem kind of working back up to it, doing what I have to do and then get myself back in the picture. I'm I'm good either way. You know, I'm ready for whatever they want to throw at me, but I'm definitely ready to come back to Smash a little bit more full time and get that title. There it is. Now, being a fellow Canadian, I, I do get asked some pretty ridiculous questions. So about Canada. So is there any certain questions that you're just like, one, I'm tired of answering this, and two, it's a very stupid question that you can think of off the top of your head? <laughs> okay, I can think of definitely two or three. So one of my favorite ones and like a really typical one is like, oh, do you guys like live in igloos and is it really cold and stuff? Still, like, to this day, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, no, like it's really not that different from where you are. <laughs> like, I promise you, you know, unless you're in the Yukon, then maybe it's a little bit different. But, you know, like everywhere else, we're pretty good. Um, the other one that actually somewhat shocked me is someone asked me, they were like, oh, Canada, isn't that like where the sun is up all day because it's so far north, like it doesn't set or something? And I was like, um, I was like, I think that's like the North or South Pole during certain times of year, but yeah. definitely not Canada. <laughs> not you know? even Canada. It's so funny to me because I'm just like, I don't know where people are like, you know, I, I guess it's kind of become like a funny thing for me where I go somewhere. I'm like, oh, I want to see if someone's going to ask me like one of those weird Canadian questions, you know, because like without a doubt, someone somewhere will be like, oh, Canada, right? Like you know, polar yeah. bears around or whatever. Yeah, or they throw in the A and it's just like, okay. It, yeah. I just can't, I can't. I, I literally just, I've been in the U.S. for so long now, I just really just roll my eyes. I'm just like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not participating in this. You, you have a phone, just look it up. Um, but whether like, you know, when you look at social media and you, you know, you've been on your page and just other wrestlers pages, you know, you guys look amazing. Your bodies look, you know, put together and you're doing all this cool stuff. But what's the difficulties about being a wrestler and in particular being a female wrestler? You know what? There's a lot. So in terms of a wrestler in general, I can definitely say like the schedule, the impact it has on your body, uh, trying to stay in shape. And for a lot of people, especially if this is one of their primary sources of income, um, it's it's difficult, right? Like it's you're on the road, you're traveling. There's been so many times where I've gone, you know, like you're in a car for six hours, you get to the show, you do the show and then right out like nobody has a hotel room, nothing. You have to be somewhere else the next day and you just go straight back. So it ends up being, you know, like a 13, 14 hour day and you're having matches during this point. You're trying to pack food. 
it's never enough what you pack, you know, so you got to go and like get the late night A&W or something. So, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Or like, if you have a really long road trip, it's like, okay, where's, where's the nearest gym? You know, do they have some kind of like day pass? So trying to stay in shape, um, being a female wrestler for sure has its challenges. I find, especially up in Canada, this might be very different in the States, but the quantity of women is not high. So Mm. there's times trying to get booked on shows. It could be more difficult because there's just not enough women. Um, I was trying to start a tag team with someone like we, the two of us had this great idea and we approached several promotions, but the issue is, is there's not enough women here for us to get booked as a tag team and wrestle other women. And there's no other women's tag team in Canada. So, wow. Yeah. So like, it's quite difficult to do stuff like that just because there's not that many of us. Like, and some people say there's an advantage to that because if there's not that many, then you're guaranteed to get more shows, which is one way to look at it. But also for me, sometimes, you know, if you see that a show already has a women's match, likely there probably won't be another one. Like sometimes some promotions do have a couple women's matches on the card, but it's just, it's just the one spot and that's it usually. So it's, it's a lot more challenging, I think, for women than for men to find like a quality storyline or something like that, because there's just not that many of us here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize that because I would I would think that because um, we've been doing this since 2017 as far as interviewing um, women's wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just automatically think, it's, oh, it's part of North America. We watch American television. Therefore, you know, not necessarily the same place as America, but, you know, mm-hmm. just a couple steps behind. But I didn't even know that. That's that's crazy to think of. So does that dissuade you or does that make you want to, you know, put in Because the thing is, when you're kind of almost like in the earlier lines of trying to, like, you know, find your path in Canada as far as women's wrestling, it's not it's a little bit harder so with that being said are you kind of more like we'll see where this goes or is every day like a you know pick me up battle we're gonna we're gonna get this together or what's the what's the feelings like yeah so you know what i try to use stuff like that as a motivating factor for me because for me it's kind of like i don't want to say it's a challenge because it's the wrong word to use but it's almost like okay there's no women's tag teams i would love to try to figure something out here where we can start that or I can make that happen, or whether it means coming from here and getting booked more in the States and just opening up that door. Like, I love to be able to say like, okay, I know this show doesn't typically have too many women on it, or that show only has these two women that are booked all the time. Like, I want to try to get in on that. I want to be the third female that gets booked here. And you know, like you want to try to open up opportunities for yourself and for other women. So there's definitely challenges to it. But for me, like, I'm at a point where I'm like, there's, I don't have anything to lose by trying, you know, so I'm going to try, I'd love to lift things up. I love to make things easier on other women here. And, and, uh, you know, if I don't get the opportunities here, like I said, I definitely love, you know, the opportunities I get in America, and hope to get opportunities in other countries. So if I got to branch myself out, I still view that as a positive. You know, if I get the experience in the UK, if I come to the US and I get to be in a female promotion there, that's just all opportunities for me and a, a reason for me to learn and grow, you know, so. I like it. I like it. If I Now it kind of also, um, we got to interview like a lot of Canadians, um, Trish and, and Gail, and mm-hmm. I think I had mentioned to them about starting a Canadian wrestler, women's wrestler group chat. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you say that, I feel like 
I need to like low key because I wouldn't be in it because I'm not a wrestler, but I feel like I want to low key push that because if there's not that many, it it's mm -hmm. almost easier in certain way because there are a lot of female Canadian wrestlers in America. Like it's yeah. kind of what you know, there's there's prominent. It's just kind of like if you all just got together, then you know the pipeline might be a little bit easier. So we'll we'll see. I'm putting that in the universe. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Um, what about that, I, you know, what? that would be pretty cool, right? Because it, it's true that there's not that many of us, so it would probably be beneficial. And everybody's so like nice and like you know like the Canadian nice. Like I, I, I was telling somebody this the other day. Like every wrestler that I've interviewed and met in person, they're the super nice people. So, you know, then you add the layer of the Canadians being nice. I mean, like, why not? So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make that work. We'll make that work. Now, um, just kind of putting people on game as far as Canadian wrestlers. Who are, aside from yourself, mm -hmm. give us like three or four other female Canadian wrestlers that people should look out for. Okay, so definitely Taylor Rising is one of them. Um, she's been wrestling for a few years as far as I know. She's been working in the States a lot more. Great talent, great person to work with. She's definitely one to watch. Sorry, one to watch for. Um, and then Sleazia Sparks being another one. She's been wrestling for a very long time. She's been putting herself out there, putting in so much work. She's been doing amazing. I think those would be my top two names. There's a few up and comers that mm. are just starting out. Like I think Vanna Black is eventually. She's very very early in her career, very green. I want to say under a year of wrestling, but she's. I think in a few years, she'll definitely be a big name to watch for. She's She's got it, you know? So that's my, that my top three Canadians, I think. I like it. I like it. Now, I also heard that you are a fan of The Rock. Oh, um, with that being said, uh, do you have, you know, top, like when you think of The Rock as far as movies he's made, mm -hmm. what's kind of the top two or three movies that you're like, no matter when I see it, I'm going to watch it? Okay, so... This it probably sounds kind of stupid, but Pain and Gain is one of my like go to like I have nothing to do and I want to watch it. I find it so funny and so out there, and I just love like his character of just being this like kind of stupid buff guy. And anyway, I thought it was a super cool movie. I love his funny movies like Central Intelligence stuff like that. Like those two, I'll always watch. But honestly, mm -hmm. I think if you throw anything the rock at me, I'm like, yeah, I'm down to watch. You know? <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I you know I mean. It's kind of a spoiler alert, but I feel like if you guys haven't watched Fast and the Furious 10, then like it's been out forever. But mm -hmm. at the very end of it, The Rock has this scene. And so that means another movie part of the Fast and Furious franchise is happening. And I was really stoked about that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I like I like the action. I, I like the funny stuff because you never expect you never expect somebody that's like just big and, you know, his size to be funny. But, you know. And then his his relationship with Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart, too, is also amazing oh, as well. So good. They're so good together. I love it. Yeah. So for sure, for sure. So now um, we have the goals. We know what you want to do. Um, what other matches are coming up for you? So right now, I'm actually going to be wrestling for CCW Action in New Jersey coming up. So that's an all-women's promotion in the U.S., which I'm looking forward to. Um, other than that, I kind of am in a bit of a limbo for my bookings for October. I'm just doing some stuff in my personal life. And in November and December, I should have my stuff back together with Smash. Um, I have a match with Neo. Neo recently resurfaced in Canada. They used to be a very popular, one of the biggest promotions, I would say, here in the early 2000s. They've resurfaced recently. 
Um, they usually have Sean Spears come by and any other Impact stars, AW stars. Uh, next show is November 18th. Peyton Royce will also be on that show. Um, so I'll be on that show as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to both of those and hopefully get a little bit more like back. I think I'm going to start picking up my bookings starting January. So that should be Great my thing. bigger return here. I like it. I like it. Before we get uh, get going, I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. So are you ready? Oh, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what show are you currently binge watching? Dynasty. Dynasty, like the old, because isn't there like, wasn't there a reboot? Was it like the old school or was it the no, new one? No, watch it the reboot. And like, don't judge me, but I just think it's so addicting. Like it's one of those shows that just come home and I turn it on and I'm like, yeah, this is great. I love it. The drama, there's so much drama. Okay. And is it still on or did it get canceled? So final season, I think got released last year. I'm just catching up on it now, but yeah, okay. I'll be really sad since then. All right. I like it. I like it. What song do you currently have on repeat? So... The whole album by NF of Hope, but my favorite song right now from that album is Careful. Okay. And then, you know, if you, your house caught on fire, you know, you were able to save family, friends, dogs, all that stuff, and you had a mm -hmm. chance to go back in the house for one final item, what would it be? Oh my God. Uh, one final item in my house would probably be my blender because i am obsessed with smoothies i'm obsessed with anything health related and i can make pancakes from my bl blender so i think anything that helps me with food i'm good pancake, pancake. batter that oh so i can mix it all up in there get my protein oh, you make it from scratch yeah oh wow kudos to you that's Thank that's you. that's that's a lot of work but I, <laughs> god bless you <laughs> so with, with that being said um and where can everybody find you? Um, and in terms of social media, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle. It's at Nikita Russells. So N-I-K-I-T-A and then Russells, like wrestling, R-E-S, or W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N. Yes. Nice. And any merch, how, um, how people can support you? Yes. Uh, NikitaWrestles.com is where people can go. And I have 8 by 10s and as well as some shirts and uh sweaters so people can support me that way also if you know you, you feel like your country doesn't get shipped to feel free to dm me on any of those and i will try my best to get an 8 by 10 or some kind of merch out to you that way boom there it is thank you nikita for joining uh women's wrestling talk you can follow us on everything at www.talkpod.com social media www.talkpod my name is tk trinidad you can follow me on everything at tk trinidad Thank you guys so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Till next time, guys. Ciao. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.